If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. JT and I were talking before the show today. And we were looking at, uh, you know, just football things and what's going on in the NFL and everything. And we were discussing, okay, Philadelphia Eagles are playing the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. And the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles is Nick Sirianni, Mm -hmm. who played his college football at Mount Union, right? Well, the reason we brought it up is because on ESPN today, he mentioned the fact that in in a rivalry thing, not unlike Mount Union versus Baldwin Wallace, we're graduates of BW or John Carroll. Now that, wait a minute. I forgot Sirianni's a Mount guy. Yeah, he's a Mount guy. Matt Campbell, who's the head coach at Iowa State, is a Mount guy. They were on the same team for head coach Larry Karras at Mount Union when they won national championships back in the day. And what do you know? Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the 49ers, who's playing against right. Nick Sirianni, was the quarterback at Iowa State yeah. who was coached by Matt Doesn't Campbell. matter. We got the best Mount guy joining us now on the program. That's right. Legendary head coach Larry Karras joining us right now. How are you, coach? I'm having fun listening to you two talk about those Mount guys. Man, what are you I doing? Know you are. What is there, a coaching clinic that you had? That Did you know these guys were going to eventually become big-time coaches? Not at all. But I hope that they would, and they helped me win a lot of games when they were here playing and then coaching with me for a few years. Larry, when you look back on that time frame, and I was doing the research for the show, Matt Campbell was with you from 99 to 2002. Nick Sirianni uh, was with you uh, 99-2003. Three national championships, I believe, uh, during that time frame. And like I said, these guys are now head men at a power five school and with the Philadelphia Eagles, were they um, attention to detail guys? Were they overachiever guys, which leads them down that path to eventual coaching or were they outstanding athletes? And this did catch you completely by surprise. Well, you know, they were both sons of coaches. Uh, You know, Matt's dad, as you know, was a football coach for a long time before he became a uh, school administrator and Nick's right. dad was his football coach and track coach when he was in high school. So first they grew up in, in a family with, with coaches and teachers as parents. Uh, did they give attention to detail? Yes. You know, as players, they did. And we asked them to, and they did. And then as young coaches, uh, on, on the, the staff, uh, they did, uh, because, you know, I, I, I asked them too. So they both were, you know, I think they were on a course to get into coaching as young guys. And, uh, and then they loved their, their college football experience. So that increased their desire to coach. They, they got good opportunities uh, early on and they took advantage of them. And that's propelled them to the success that they've had. Coach, I'll tell you what's amazing to me is, and never have met, Nick Sirianni, but knowing the fact that these guys come out of this area, and I know he's a New York kid, but he ends up at Mount Union. He played some pro ball here in town when we had an arena team. 
But Sirianni goes to the Eagles, gets the job there. He ends up hiring a defensive coordinator from St. Ignatius. But my question, my real question is this. When he was with the Colts, he's offensive coordinator under Frank Reich. Didn't call the plays. In your time as a coach, when we hear of these offensive coordinators, what is a true job of an offensive coordinator? We always want to think, okay, he's the guy. He's the offensive coordinator. He's got to call the plays. But we don't see that that's always the case. What is the job of the offensive coordinator when he's not calling plays? The big job is to plan for just what those plays are going to be or what the approach is going to be given the players that you have. Here at Mount, you know, we go players first and we'll, we'll assemble a set of formations that and uh, plays around the players, around primarily the, the young man who's played quarterback. And then you have to set upon the task of teaching those concepts and those ideas you have for plays, you know, one play leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. So mm-hmm. you're, you're working on putting a package of concepts together in an integrated fashion and teaching that to your players so that they can understand it and then go from, you know, play one, which has part A, B, C, D, E, perhaps, and, and, and get those executed. Uh, against the various defensive looks that you see. So the big thing is teaching, is is planning and preparing your approach, uh, teaching it to your players. And then we used to say, you know, a play is a play is a play when you call it. Uh, it might perfectly match against the defense. If not, if you've got a well-trained quarterback, he can help you change it, you know, at the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. So planning, strategizing effectively, and then teaching well, that's, the big job and calling the plays on game day that, that's kind of part of the job that someone will do but usually the offensive coordinator but it doesn't have to work that way did you ever let your quarterback make an audible and if you did did it used to just drive you nuts no uh, generally when he did it made me very happy you, you know kenny i was i was looking at videotapes today uh yeah the videotapes go back you know we use videotapes in the late 1990s and early 00s before we went to, you know, uh, DVDs, and now we're up to, bam, we got it right away. But I was looking at videotapes, and I could tell when the quarterback was changing the play at the line of scrimmage, you know what, uh, every time he did it, I think we were successful. So when the wow. quarterback's, of, uh, when he's an arm of the offensive coordinator, you know, when he's an extension of the thinking of the offensive coordinator, he makes you right. Happy to have with us right now legendary Mount Union coach Larry Karras, all-time winningest college football coach in history as far as winning percentage goes, 929, and that coaching tree, uh, they're all over the place. We just talked about a couple of them there, uh, Matt Campbell and, and Nick Sirianni, who's coaching the Eagles in the uh, uh, NFC Championship game. How, how much do you stay in touch with Nick uh, from uh, you know when he started his coaching career with you guys there at Mount Union? Um, and then uh, now with the uh, you know Philadelphia Eagles, he worked his way up the, uh, the NFL ladder, Coach. Well, I try to text the guys little short messages, Kenny, of good luck or congratulations. I certainly don't bug them. Uh, when they have a question, they call me. And uh, it might be about a reminder, a situation, you know, what we do when we face this situation. And, you know, football is football. Uh, you, you mentioned that Nick has a, you know, a, a, another local guy as his coordinator. They, they know football is football mm-hmm. at Right. At any level, in terms of the situation that you face, they know they're, even though they're D three players, some of the things they face 
prepare them for some of the tasks they have now. So, yes, I communicate with them mostly <clears throat> to say good luck and congratulations, but there's a few times we talk over other issues relative to football practice or our game situations. Coach, I love to pick your brain because we don't always get one of the greatest coaches ever on the program, and when we do, we've got to take advantage of it. Uh, you, I use the cliche a lot. You've forgotten more about football than – or you've forgotten more about football than we could ever possibly know, no matter how many books or anything else that we read. So I want to, I want to bring you to this. I'd love to pick your brain on a question that I heard – Peyton Manning last week, and he was talking about halftime adjustments. Because a lot of times we watch a game and say, that team made great halftime adjustments. Peyton Manning said, and I don't know if it was just because he was on the Peyton cast, he said, at halftime, we never made adjustments. We went in there, ate a couple of oranges, went to the bathroom, came back out and played. Is that true? I I think there's a lot of, I heard that. And it it resounded as basically kind of true. Because uh, a lot of people who haven't been in at halftime <clears throat> with a coaching staff or a team, uh, they they overestimate how many things you change. You you can't create new ideas at halftime because you don't have time to teach them. You you can make little adjustments. Uh, you, it, perhaps there's a thing or two that the opponent is doing that you didn't see, and uh, which can lead to we might see something new also in the second half. And we faced that a lot of now. We'd see things that we hadn't seen a lot of because coaches were willing to try uh, different ideas against us to slow us down. But uh, I think that what Peyton said is kind of true. Uh, y- you don't create a lot of new things. You, you make tiny adjustments and changes in blocking schemes. You might have noticed that a pass route's going to be there or you might be saving it for a second half and you remind your squad of that. I always wanted to know what was the balance between our runs and passes because when I was calling the plays on the sidelines, I, <clears throat> I couldn't keep track of that. Well, I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't, I didn't have a notebook running, but someone in the press box was. And as soon as we got into uh, the locker room, they'd tell me we ran the ball X times and passed it X times. So I wanted to know that. And, uh, Making sure I was re- retaining some semblance of balance. What's a perfect but amount of plays? Right. What's a perfect amount of, right. coach, what's a perfect amount of plays to run in a game? offensively well it, you know kenny the clock is managed differently now uh, i remember I, I, I was just done with coaching uh and there was a game that was fast paced between mount and the opponent the opponent ran 103 plays and mount slowed down and ended up because we had the lead it ended up with 94 but the, the, the ncaa clock is now like the nfl clock so there's not quite as many plays so right. If you can get up into the 70s and approach 80 now in an NCAA game, you're doing real well. And you may have noticed too, there's not as much emphasis on what you know what I call fastball or really up tempo mm-hmm. football. The emphasis now is a lot of changing of formations with motion and movement before you snap the ball, trying to create a little perhaps edge for your offensive uh, guys over the defense, but uh, not as much fastball now. And, and that has to do shortly with sort of with, with changing, you know, how the clock is reset, how quickly it's reset. I'm Kenny. He's JT. And we're talking with legendary Mount Union coach Larry Karras. Uh, one of his former players is the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, who will be coaching uh, against the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. Nick Sirianni, the head coach there. Brock Purdy played for another one of his players, uh, Matt Campbell uh, at Iowa State uh, and coach. 
we're talking about all, all these coaches, not only there, but we're talking Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. Uh, you have Brandon Staley, who had a, a cup of coffee at John Carroll. Uh, Jim Trestle, uh, Scott Schaefer at, at Baldwin Wallace. We're looking at three Division three schools, Coach. Mount Union, BW, John Carroll, and these kids are making an impact at the highest levels of college and NFL football. Uh, why is that happening with these three specific schools? Well, I, I, I think if you look at the football history of each of the three schools you've mentioned, and Staley went to Dayton, and they have a similar history, you know, of winning football games. And teams right. that but he was an assistant coach for a year or two, guys coach. that are passionate. Yeah. Yeah, he was an assistant coach at John Carroll for a couple of years, so he got a taste of it. And I remember when I, JT and I were in college, we played Dayton uh, in the you know Division III, uh schedule that we would put up and everything. So you're right, Dayton was a, a juggernaut good, back they? in the day. Hey, we yeah. played against yeah. Gruden, but, too. You know, back to the main three. Mm-hmm. The guys that go there to play football really like football. And, you know, they a lot of them are thinking, I think I might stay with football. And then when they have a good experience, as the guys you mentioned did, in other words, they were successful and right. uh, enjoyed their time of playing football at college, they, they want to stick with it. And they they got what it takes to rise up in the ranks. You know, uh, Coach Trussell Coach is another guy whose dad was a coach. Right. Football is coach, football. Uh, you Schaefer said it earlier. Coach. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. So a lot of these guys, there's that. It's in their DNA. It's in their blood. It's, it's in it what they, is, they grew up yeah. with, right? Yep. And your son doing very well, won uh, national championship there at Mount, now is the defensive coordinator uh, at the University of Toledo, MAC champs this year. How are you enjoying watching him as the D.C. Uh, at the MAC level of D1 football? I like it a lot. You know, I, I went to a few games when Mount was, uh, you know, not maybe bye week, and then I watch him when I can and talk to him about it if possible. And, uh, and, and I enjoy, you know, he's with Jason Candle, another Mount grad. And then Mike right. Allett's up there at Toledo, and and uh, 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 Ross Watson, the safeties coach. They got a, a collection of wow. of guys that I enjoy communicating with and, and being around their games. I went down to Boca Raton to watch that bowl game, so it's been a lot of fun for me to uh, to, to watch uh, you know Toledo play too. Coach, not all these guys from your tree end up at the pro level or at Power uh, Five conference football teams either. Chris Kappas recently uh, hired as head football coach Louisville High School. Did he play at Mount while you were there? Or was it your son? Uh, he played when I was coach, and he coached with um, uh, uh, us, and he coached a lot with Vince. In fact, he was both the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator during the years he was with Vince. And you know, then he went down to Austin uh, uh, P to be their uh, defensive coordinator, and, and now he's coming back up here. Uh, to sort of be at home because, you know, his wife has a, a great position in Louisville as a physical therapist. So it's a natural fit for Chris, and we're glad he's close to us. We get to watch his team play. Does that create a pipeline from Louisville to Alliance? I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, they can get uh, – we uh, need it to uh, set the Baldwin Wallace. Town, What's that? Yeah. It's a great football town. Absolutely. I love it. Coach, we're, we're still trying to – we should have beat you this year. You know that, right? That Hail Mary, uh, that BW, finally it looked like we had you guys, and that's why they say the game ain't over till it's over, and that uh, bounces off that kid's helmet into your wide receiver's hands and everything like that. Were you at that hey, Kenny, one? Did let you me see tell it you in two person? quick stories. I was leaving the 
<clears throat> when I was head coach for several years, I stayed in the press box. And I was leaving the press box in 87. And I tried to get out there in time to beat the home crowd, but I couldn't quite. And I got stuck on the stands. And a, a, a hand reached up and kind of grabbed my hand. And I looked down, and it was your it was your president, Neil. Uh, Malachy. Neil, uh, Dr. Malachy. Help me say it right. Malachy. Dr. Malachy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and he says, Coach, that's the finest game I've seen a visiting team play at BW. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. that's the, I think that's the best compliment I've had in my short career. And it came from an opposing school's president. But this year when I was leaving, I think a mom of a BW player looked at me and she said, you better go out and buy a lottery ticket. I said, you deserve to win this game. You outplayed us. We got a lucky bounce off a helmet to win. And I'll be the first to admit that. I wasn't even. I wasn't even out of the stands yet, and I had to admit that. So, yes, it was luck. Yeah, hey, sometimes, though, uh, you make your own luck. I think there's something that you have instilled in uh, those coaches that are throughout high school football, college football, the NFL, and uh, the players that go to Mount Union. There's something about a winning attitude, a winning culture there, and, and you were a, a big factor, obviously. Coach Wabel, uh, you know, who you coached with there and everything, you knew all about uh, what he was about, and you took it to the next level, and, and you left that legacy there through your son who carried it on uh, and, and everything like that. So congratulations to you for, for everything that you've accomplished there uh, at Mountain Union, and it continues to roll. Yeah, I know they didn't win, but they played for another title this year, uh, so it continues to happen there uh, through now the, the third different head coach since you've been there. Well, thank you for that, and it's really good talking to you guys this afternoon. Coach, thanks so much. Enjoy the games this weekend, all right? I sure will. There he is, legendary head coach Larry Cares. JT, he said it numerous times, football is football, and that's why whether it's mm-hmm. Division three, two, one, NAIA, doesn't matter, right? If you love the game, okay, and, and you understand the game, it doesn't matter what level right. you're coaching at, right? 